Hi, and welcome to today's episode on the One True Path podcast. I am your host, Stephanie. And today we are going to be highlighting uh, John's background and the significance that he played in Jesus's ministry. So I want this to serve as a reference point for someone who may join us later on in our reading. Uh, So that way they can have a full understanding or a little bit more understanding. I won't say it full because I'm not that amazing, but they'll have a little bit more understanding of what's behind the book of John. Now, if you want to go to someone who is actually amazing, um, I would recommend the Bible Project for your a really good intense overview of a of a book of a Bible, right? So the Bible Project, you can go online, you can Google it, and all of the books of the Bible are outlined in a very um, very like user friendly way, very entertaining and captivating, and they highlight just the historical context, cultural context, the major themes, uh, minor themes, and things of significance that uh, matter for his uh, for the history of the Israelites or in the New Testament. So totally recommend the resource, the Bible Project. Check it out. So now let's get back to John. So John is the last written gospel. And it was written by the Apostle John somewhere between 85 and 90 AD. So John was considered to be a member of Jesus's inner circle. So he had 12 apostles or disciples, whatever you want to, they're kind of interchangeable throughout the gospel. And within that 12, he had an inner circle of three. And John was one of the inner circle. So he, you will see Jesus healing people and going up on the mountain, having alone time to go pray with God. And you'll see these three apostles. So we refer to them as the inner circle. And as I mentioned in the last podcast, John was written for a universal audience. That means both new Christians and searching non-Christians. And it was written for the purpose to prove that Jesus is the Son of God and that all that believe in Him will have eternal life. A little side note though, I would like to expand a little bit more on the purpose. Um, I would have, I should say, because it's not just our belief in Him that saves us. It's more than a belief, but we will discover that as we read John, because we know that even Satan believes in Jesus. Um, So our belief alone isn't what saves us. But that will be John's significant theme, and the emphasis will be on the principles of Jesus' teachings. Now, remember that the book of John complements the other Gospels that we call the Synoptic Gospels because they have a common theme. But John is unique because it has about 92% unique things that would be found only in John and not the other Gospels. So, for example, there are eight miracles recorded, and six are in John, unique to John. And in the book of John, there's no genealogy of Jesus or any record of his birth or even his childhood. There's no mention of this transfiguration. Um, There's no mention of how his disciples were appointed or any account of his parables, the ascension or the great commission. So you're probably wondering what is what is found in the book of John? This sounds like they admitted every single thing that Jesus did. Um, Especially when you think about his parables, because people know that Jesus taught in parables. And these are stories that people in that time could understand based on their life and how they lived their life. So parables were described as mysteries of the kingdom because only those who had ears could hear. So God would hide things within those stories that only people who are truly searching and seeking Jesus and the Messiah would understand. But in the book of John, Jesus wasn't concealing, he was revealing God. 
So John tells us more about the Jesus's early ministry in Judea. He does not set down like an, an orderly account of events. So there's not like an order. Um, the other three gospels present Jesus as um, having human connections, but John will find, you'll find that he speaks of a spiritual relationship rather than human ties. So we're going to see the fullest unveiling of Jesus's divine glories. And you're going to see this in terms like dwelt with God or my father's house when he's referring to the temple, or he'll say my father and um, all, sh- all men should honor the son. I and the father are one seen my father in my father's house. So ironically, though, Jesus is never seen as praying in the book of John, but instead he's speaking. So it's it's making him an equal with God. He's speaking with God, not praying to God. All right. And then some of the names that we'll see John refer to Jesus as are the Lamb of God, Light of the World, Son of God, and I Am. And you'll even see seven I am statements from Jesus himself. He'll say, I am the bread of life. I am light of the world, the word, the door, good shepherd. I am resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. And I am the true vine. And we're going to see people that will confirm his deity. So the first person will be John the Baptist. And then also we'll have Nathaniel, Peter, God himself, Martha, Thomas, and John. Um, So we can break down John into more of a high-level outline if we wanted to kind of just kind of capture what John does in just some brief statements. And that would be his coming, his public ministry, his private ministry to the disciples, his mission, and his leaving. So the first 12 chapters of John stresses the rejection of Jesus by Israel. And then the rest of the book focuses on those that did believe. So if we were going to put these, just just grabbing some scriptures and putting it in one kind of sentence, it would be, I came from the Father and I have come into the world. Now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. We'll find each of those phrases as we read John. So the reason John wrote this book is found in John 20, 31. These are written so that you may believe in Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So join me on the next episode as we see Jesus laying claim to his divinity and his presence, not only in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, where it references at the beginning of time. So I hope you will come back and join us tomorrow or on the next episode. No guarantees. Remember, no guarantees. It's tomorrow. Join us on the next episode as we start chapter one.